Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. about his glory from his word and from worshiping him and it's so interesting because in all the different letters the seven letters in revelation to each one who had a different struggle he offered a different reward and so somehow our struggle right here the things that we wrestle through to get to that reward they are related so the reward that is waiting for you has to do with your longings here and your struggles here and everything it's they're very personal Everything we face in this lifetime is known to God. There is not one temptation, one sin, or one triumph that He does not see. Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth today share with us the promise from the Bible that God does know us personally, and He is creating a reward for us in heaven that fits us individually. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part six of today's message entitled, Running Victoriously. Sometimes God leads people to move. And we applaud when that happens, when we see God launch people out. You know, we realized this year as we prayed about, because I was kind of, you know, I'm serious about the fact that I reached a point where I told Kira and JP and the guy, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do now because this is already more than I planned for. So it's like, I don't really know what to do now. And one of the things that the Lord showed me as I prayed about, I really took that seriously and, and prayed about it is, is that We have always been, and he intends for us to continue to be, a launching pad for men and women to be sent out of here, you know, into ministry, into, into, you know, life better equipped, but but to, to use us in that way. And I celebrate it when I see God launch people out of here, you know, in pursuit of of the adventure that he has planned for him. But when I see people run, it breaks my heart because it never turns out well. I I remember a sermon years ago, and you've heard me quote it before, there's always a boat going to Tarshish. That comes, you know, from from the story of Jonah and the whale. God sent Jonah to Nineveh. Jonah ran the other way. It didn't work out well. There will always be a boat going to Tarshish, and it will never work out the way you want it to. It's better, like Elizabeth just said, to just keep fighting forward because the only place you're going to find greener pastures is on the other side of the curtain. That's where they actually are. They're not in some other city. They're not in some other state. They're not in some other country. We're going to find them when we get home. We long, there's a legitimate longing 
for that better country. But we need to know where that better country actually exists. Because the one that we quite often conjure up in our imagination, it's not real, never going to get there on this side of the curtain. I really do think that a lot of us in the free world, the free Christian world, are stuck in that gap that psychologists talk about between the ideal that we've been spoon-fed and then the reality that life is daily, that life is a struggle, that life is what it is. And I see so much of us just stuck in that gap, and that's why it matters so much that we know and are aware of what forms our expectations. Because if they're formed by God, there's so much expectation that will pull us forward. And that takes us to that seventh acceptance, accepting his reward. That's how this portion ends. Second Timothy 4, 8. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but to all who have loved his appearing. His righteousness his reward that he will give. No one, I think no one fully understands what that is and I think that's why it doesn't excite us and we live for so much lesser rewards, you know, like the weekend or whatever. Stuff that we, like we, we have no imagination to understand that reward. But what we do know is, and that's why we should let, I mean should, I hate the word, but it helped a lot to let the Bible form our expectations to show us what it is, because what we do learn is that even the most torturous suffering on earth that we can imagine, in light of that, it will be like a pale and momentary affliction that is nothing in the light of what's coming. We learn so much about his glory from his word and from worshiping him. And it's so interesting because in all the different letters, the seven letters in Revelation, to each one who had a different struggle, he offered a different reward. And so somehow our struggle right here, the things that we wrestle through to get to that reward, they are related. So the reward that is waiting for you has to do with your longings here and your struggles here and everything, it's, they're very personal. That we can learn from this, they are personal, they are related, it's not just like, I'll have this tiara, like a five-year-old birthday party, that's not what that crown of righteousness is. So as he forms our expectations, I think we begin to realize that all, all that we think and imagine is too small and it's just, we don't have it, it's like a three-year-old trying to imagine something we've never seen. He sees your temptations, your sacrifices, he knows that it costs you something else, that it costs somebody else to give the same thing. And your reward will be proportionate, even to your compromise. All of this, he sees he is the only just. Just, just judge. Just judge. Judged judge. Good job. Oh, it's tongue twisted. <laughs> Second Peter chapter three, verse 13, tells us that we, according to his promise, look for new heavens, and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. This crown of righteousness that we're promised. What he's telling us is that he intends to crown us with perfect righteousness. In other words, there's not even going to be the tiniest, most microscopic element of unrighteousness 
in you. One day, He intends to make you completely perfect, completely righteous. There won't be anything in you of the taint, the corruption that we have to cope with in our day-to-day lives right now. Again, we can't begin really to fathom the promise that that is. Exactly. So if you, if you can just take a look again at the seven and then ask God which of these, because you cannot, you can take a picture of them, but you can't remember necessarily all seven. That's not the intention, but that one of them, ask him which one of them is yours to lay hold of tonight, to accept that this is yours for this week, to lay hold of, to accept that maybe the one you struggle with the most, it may be the one that he just wants to give you the most, but Zoom in on that one that's yours to take, like that torch that you will hold as you run forward. And then listen to this from 1 Timothy 6.12, where he exhorts and he says, fight the good fight of faith with that torch. Lay hold on eternal life to which you also were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And so as we end tonight, hold on to that one thing God is asking you. Will you just accept this one thing? He's simple. He knows we are simple. He's not asking you for some complex theology. Hold on to that one thing and know that God is outside of time. He already sees you coming through those gates. The pastor's wife in Antigua, she was telling the girls one day when I was sharing with him, she was like, God is outside of time and he already sees you coming running through the finishing line with that outside. He knows, for him it's a done deal. You're already victorious in his book. He knows what is ahead of you and he knows how you're gonna overcoming and it's gonna be through his strength. Hold on to that one thing that you have to accept to go through this and really try to meditate that and take it in and just know that However old we get, whenever Jesus comes back, it's a snap of the fingers. It's a blink of an eye. Even if we all live to be 150 years old, which we wouldn't, it goes so fast compared to eternity. It's worth so much. I don't think we have any idea, because it's hard to understand that dash between birth and death or birth and rapture. It's hard to understand why it matters so much to him. But somehow he who assigns value to everything, has assigned value to our race. Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. 
A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.